Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Last week, I talked about using a slow, three-phased approach to reopening your dating life. And I was thinking, you know, this week we just honored Memorial Day. And I know, at least from my standpoint, I've been reflecting a lot on just loss in general. I think we've all been experiencing loss of some kind. And you might have experienced a loss that hasn't been that long ago. And it may be hindering your ability to move on and open your heart again to date and find love. So it could be a loss of a relationship, it could be a loss of a marriage, loss of a loved one through death, loss of life you once had, and especially now where we are all experiencing loss of some kind of, it could be the physical social connection that we once had, things that we used to do in the physical world. And with that, we are all experiencing some sort of grief. Now, loss isn't inevitable part of life. In fact, it's guaranteed. We're all going to have it at some point. But still, when it happens, you may feel unprepared and overwhelmed, and there is no way to move on or thinking about reopening your dating life until you are able to deal with the grief that is attached to the loss. And on top of that, what we know what happens in the brain is that when you experience one loss, it kicks up old feelings of grief of other losses, and it can layer upon itself. So in the midst of this epidemic that we're in, we are all experiencing loss of some kind and going through some stages of grief. So obviously this podcast, I'm putting on my therapist hat. I think it's important. Some feelings may be intensifying during this time and emotions are running high and it might be impacting your energy to date and affect your current relationships. You know, you might be blaming it on, oh, I hate dating or I hate online dating and what's the point and all that, but there might be some loss that you have not dealt with. So what do you do now to cope with your grief? How do you know if you are ready to date again? I remember after my divorce, I was thinking, I was actually chuckling to myself. I was thinking about losses I've had in my life. And I, I really thought I was ready to date. This was about, I'd say, eight months after divorce. And I started going online thinking, okay, well, I should just get back out there and date. And I remember meeting this guy online and he was great. And he made me laugh. And we had a, just a fun time exchanging the, you know, our texts back and forth. We finally got up the courage to go on a first date because for him also it had been a really long time that he went on the date. So we were good company for each other and we met and we hit it off. But here's the thing. I realized in that moment when I was on the date, everything just kind of came to the surface that I was just not ready for a relationship. And here he was all wide eyed and bushy tailed, ready to jump in. He was excited. He wanted to take me out again. And at the end of the night, he said, so I think, you know, we got something here. I'd love to take you out again. And I kid you not, I just remember looking at him and my eyes welded with tears 
And he got this really strange look on his face. Like, why is this woman crying? I just asked her out again. And I said, you know, that's so sweet of you. And I really like you. And what I really want is a friend. (laughs) And I just burst into tears. And you know, up until that moment, I really thought I was ready. I did. Um, but sometimes, you know, we all go in with good intentions thinking we know what we want, but then when we're faced with it head on, that's when everything comes to the surface. And then in that moment, that is exactly what happened. What I really needed was to heal. What I really needed was to deal with my loss I had just gotten divorced. And for those of you who are coming out of a marriage, and even if it's one year out, it's still kind of raw. And not to say that you can't date or shouldn't date, but just know where you're at in the process. And, you know, for me, I had so much clarity in that moment is that I just wanted to get back to who I was. I wanted to laugh. I, I still did want to have some male energy around me, but the formal quote unquote dating wasn't where my head was at, nor should it have been. So using this time that we're all in right now to face these challenges and take the necessary time to get your footing and opening the doors to finding love again, you will be able to do it, but you have to know the steps. Now, this is important because trying to get back into the game by jumping back into a relationship before your mind is clear and your heart is sufficiently healed is a formula for disaster, quite honestly. And you might be looking for love in all the wrong places to fill that void. So really ask yourself, are you lonely? Are you just feeling impatient because you're just sitting here in quarantine and you're going nuts and you're like, oh, I just want a relationship? and you're desperately afraid of being alone, it's really important to not jump into something before you are ready. Otherwise, you might fall flat on your face when a rebound relationship fails and gives you a false disappointment around dating. And here's what I mean by that. Think about it. If you try to jump into something before you're ready, It's going to backfire, and the failed attempts will cause you, in the end, to feel defeated around dating when things don't work out. And so then you have this kind of false notion of, oh, well, dating's hard. I can't date, whatever it is. So getting back into game shape for life and love begins with putting your emotional house in order. Now, I know what you're thinking. You know, isn't it bad to just wallow in sorrow or depression to, I don't want to be alone and it's painful being by myself. I deserve love. I should, you know, get back out there. And here's the thing. There's a saying, and I, and I often quote this and say it all the time that it's only when you are able to be by yourself without pain is when you are truly ready for a relationship. So think about that for your, for you. Also, I agree that it's not good to stay in your comfy cocoon forever, you know, in a state of darkness and shut down your life forever. But rather, you might be more in the space of healing, slowing down, taking baby steps towards dating again. I often tell clients who are grieving and move and, you know, they're trying to move past a loss is to start building the social muscle and replace the word dating with being social so that you are making contact with the opposite sex 
in a social way. And yes, you can do this online through virtual meetups and even using dating apps to just practice flirting and talking. I just got off the phone with a client who's dealing with this and, you know, I had given her a bunch of homework around, you know, getting her profile up and taking some pictures. And I had her write out a mission statement for her dating life. And we had our coaching call and she said, you know what, Kim, I'm having a really hard time getting my homework done. I said, well, what, what's hard about it? Let's talk about it. And when we dissected it, what we realized is that she was getting caught up with the word dating. She was putting so much pressure on herself. And yes, she had experienced some hurt before and dating has been really hard and daunting. It's been a long time. And so the thought of just dating in a formal sense really paralyzed her. So we replaced the word to social and all that stress went away and anxiety went away because you can still be social with the opposite sex and you should. Don't just like kind of fall down that rabbit hole of of being in that state of depression under the covers either. But you got to gain clarity on what your mission is around it. So use this time to face these challenges and take the necessary time to get your footing and opening the doors to finding love again. So you're probably asking, well, that's great, Kim, but how? So as you know, I always have some tips around this. And I hope this gives you motivation. Really think about these kind of five steps that you can take for yourself around getting back out there again if you have experienced loss. Now, the first thing is really understanding what the grieving process is all about. You know, how are you dealing with your emotions? Now, there are five stages of grief for those of you who don't know. And it, it, you know, the first one is denial and isolation. That's the first step. The second is anger. The third is bargaining. The fourth is depression. And the fifth is acceptance. Now, I'm not going to go over each and every step, and I encourage all of you who, you know, are going through some sort of loss and grief to, you know, educate yourself around that. There's a ton of resources and books around grief and loss and, and just see where you're at. But as you notice in those five steps and stages, that's a lot of emotions running up and down and all around. And, and by the way, they don't necessarily happen in that progression. Like you could fall in a state of depression as the first thing that happens to you. And then you don't get to the anger till way later. And maybe you fall into acceptance before, but then it's a false sense of acceptance. So again, like almost rate yourself in those five stages and see where you're at. But people who are grieving do not necessarily go through the stages in the same order. And they you may not even experience all of them. Um, here's the thing. The important thing to keep in mind is that everyone grieves differently. Some of you will wear your emotions on your sleeve and you'll be outwardly emotional and it's like constant for you. Some of you will experience your grief more internally. You might shut down. You may, you may not even cry. You should try and not judge yourself, you know, how you experience that grief, but rather what are you doing to cope? Are you pushing your feelings down? Are you reaching out to friends? Are you even in touch with these emotions and giving yourself permission to feel them? Honestly, I feel like that's the biggest thing and biggest mistake that I see a lot of people make is that they're not 
in touch with those emotions and they're just kind of blowing past them and, and almost like robotically. You cannot move past loss until you are in touch with your emotions around it. Otherwise, you will go back to attracting the disappointing and unhealthy relationships. This means facing your fears rather than letting them run you, fending off feelings of desperation and panic, allowing yourself ample time to heal, finding constructive ways to express the anger and sorrow you might feel. And you got to keep that faith that you will find love again. You, you will get through this, but there is no way around it. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You got to go right through it and feel it. And once you get to the other side, you will feel so much better and ready. So once you've kind of really pulled in and taken a look at the stages for yourself, then you're going to take, this is step number two, take baby steps and practice self-care. Don't rush into anything like numbing out and going on dating apps just to fill that void or or avoiding the pain. Instead, get back to basics and start doing things around practicing self-care and reaching out to your current social network and, and or build a new one because learning to feel whole again without a partner means getting back to basics. This requires taking exceptionally good care and loving yourself. You know, your heart might have been shattered and, there, you know, whether it's a breakup, a death, other kind of loss, and you, you might even blame yourself, but now is the time to do those things that help settle and soothe your distressed heart and to show up for yourself, not for anybody else. This is all about you. It's time to get selfish, as I say, and for those caretakers out there, which I know is probably you, that's hard to do. It's really hard to do. It's probably much easier to just throw yourself into helping others or deflecting and not taking a look at this stuff. But really, this is your time to do things. So, you know, just take out a piece of paper and write down things that you really enjoy doing, you know, pampering yourself, lightening your workload, you know, getting back to an exercise routine, putting a social schedule, you know, on the calendar. I just talked to somebody yesterday where she was having a hard time balancing everything. And I said, you know, you got to put on the calendar, your social time, your happy hour. Otherwise you're more likely to jump into doing your work because you know that that's where your confidence lives. So that's not good either. You got to do things that just give yourself permission to take care of yourself. There's another client that I've been working with and she had just dealt with a big breakup. And, you know, at first I think she thought she was an acceptance in the grieving process, but I think she realized as time went on that she really wasn't ready to date again or do anything like that. And she literally needed my permission to be in a state of selfishness and self-care. She's like, Kim, you know what? I know I should get back out there and date, but is it bad if I don't? I'm like, absolutely. Like, in fact, I would tell you don't go on the dating apps right now because it is time to just heal and do things 
on your own. And she felt such a sense of relief because this is exactly what she should be doing. Okay, so after you do that self-care and you're taking baby steps, then you can start taking a look at rediscovering your passions and build up your social life. You know, do you remember all the activities you used to enjoy before when you were in a happy place before the loss happened? So, you know, if you were in a relationship that broke up, for instance, you know, a lot of times couples just meld into each other's lives to complement one another, which means sometimes you give up things you enjoy. So now is the time to dig up those things that once made you who you are and get involved again. Perhaps there are hobbies, there's extracurricular activities that you couldn't do before or forgot about. Reconnecting with your passions will help you find the things that make you happy, focus on yourself, and even meet other like-minded people. Because the other thing that happens is that you might have lost your social network. You know, your friends might have been couples with uh, the relationship that you had before, or maybe you were just in a different state. And so the friends you had served you then, but they're not serving you now. So you use this time to get involved in different things. And, you know, that's going to really help you later on because you're going to meet your new tribe that will serve you better. Okay, so after you do that, then really recognize your strengths and increase your self-worth. You know, the last thing you want to do is try to jump into dating again when you really don't feel good about yourself. So you might try all these other things, you're healing, you're getting into social stuff, but then you take a look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like who I see. And if that's you, you're not ready then because the Other people who are attracted to you are going to love you for you when you love you. I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. So a lot of times, like, people will come to me with a laundry list of what kind of partner they want and all these qualities that they must have. And it's great to think about the kind of partner you would like, but it's more important to understand during this time who you are first. Instead of focusing on the potential partners, focus on you. I tell my clients to write a list of their personality traits. You can do this too. You know, write down on a piece of paper what you're good at in your profession, what you offer in a relationship, what do you like about just even your physical being. And this can be really challenging for a lot of people, but I find that once people recognize their own strengths and see their value, that is where this is where it starts. And this kind of exercise can help you come from a place of confidence so that when you are feeling anxious or uneasy about dating or you're about to talk to somebody on Zoom or about to even have a flirtatious interaction online, you think of all the fantastic qualities you have and those insecurities will go away. You won't be so reliant on, oh, well, should I do this? Should I do that? Will he even like me? No, it's not about the other person. This is about you. Knowing your strengths and accomplishments will also help you in getting clarity and who deserves you. This is how you got to think of it. This is a time to actually date you. It's, it's getting reacquainted with yourself, okay? So if, if that is the mindset that you can think about moving forward, I think that will really be helpful. And here's the fifth step. This is going to sound really like elementary, but have fun. I think we're all forgetting to have fun, especially now. 
I know it sounds simple, but you need to let go of the urgency of finding that perfect partner right away. There's a lot of anxiety, there's fear, there's insecurity that may be brought out right now when returning to the dating scene or after a loss. But because of this dynamic, it's really important to do things that not only feel good, but they're fun. You know, get back to flirting, be playful. If you're going to go online, go online with just the, the the whole expectation around having flirtatious conversations and build that muscle again. A lot of times people say, oh, well, that's so mean to, to people because what if they're really, you know, liking you and, and they're wanting to date you? Look, that's on them. You're thinking way too much, way too ahead of things. If this is your goal, your mantra, remember This is a time to get selfish and do things that's going to be right for you. You might find that perfect person who will be in the same place as you. Going back to my story, just to come full circle, that person, that guy that I had gone on a date with and I told him that I really just wanted to be his friend, the ending of that story was he looked at me and he said, you know what? I accept. He said, normally I think I'd be offended, but you're super cool. And I love laughing with you too, because that was something that we really had in common. And from that moment on, we ended up being great friends. It was just nice having a male friend during that time that had nothing to do with dating or sex or expectations, but just being playful and laughing with him. And it was just what the doctor ordered. So, you know, this could happen to you too. The right person who comes into your life around this it'll happen. So avoid the pressure of these formal dates to find the one by interrogating people online, by asking a hundred questions to see if they meet your criteria for marriage. You're not there yet. Instead, laugh, share stories, keep it light, ignite passion. You're not jumping into a relationship with anyone on the first meeting. So just kick back, have fun and here's besides the point, laughter is a good thing and even has short-term and long-term benefits in relieving stress and healing on the body. Like when you start to laugh, it lightens your load mentally and actually induces physical changes in your body. I mean, studies show that it's been proven to improve your immune system, relieve pain, and increase personal satisfaction and coping. Okay, so I hope that was helpful, just kind of walking yourself through those five stages if this is where you're at. I want to read a letter, and and actually, the, the podcast was inspired because I've been getting a lot of, you know, emails and letters and inquiries around people who are experiencing loss. This one, I think, is a very common one that I've been getting. It's from Nancy. She said, I'm working on building more confidence. I'm not ready to date yet. It's been a long time since I've dated because my last relationship shattered me. So the trauma and the loss of that relationship has prevented me from opening my heart back up for love. Since the loss, I've also endured several personal challenges in my life, including health, living situation, and money. Not sure I'll ever be ready, Nancy. Uh, Nancy, well, I'm, first of all, really glad that you took the first step by just even reaching out to me and writing this, as there must be a part of you that's intrigued about getting back out there. 
But the emotions you've experienced from what it sounds like a major loss coupled with the fear of getting hurt has you absolutely paralyzed. And it's a balancing act when you're trying to take time to heal versus, you know, shutting down. But the answer to your question is, of course, you can be ready. It's just a matter of you deciding when you're going to get past this. So from what you said, it's been a long time since you've dated. And I don't know what that means or how long it has really been, but I suspect it's it's time to dip your toe in the water. Here's the thing. You don't have to dive into the deep end, but it's important to feel the water again so you don't stay in a state of paralyzation and start feeling some movement in your life. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to get uncomfortable in order to change. You just may need a little push and help to get there. So here's what I recommend. You know, first things, I'm not sure if you're getting help around this at all, like what your support system is like, but this is the exact kind of scenario I help people with. It's hard to get back out there without a plan or accountability or knowing the right thing to do. So I highly encourage you to reach out for support. It could be a coach, a therapist, a friend someone to keep you moving. It's like going to a gym. It's hard at first if you haven't been doing it for a while, but if you have an exercise partner or a personal trainer, you're more likely to do it and eventually feel good doing it on your own. Second thing, got to check in with yourself about where you are in the healing process of grief. Now, I know you said it's been a long time. Here's the thing I want all, well, you listening and also Nancy, if you're listening, is that just because it's been a long period of time doesn't mean that you've actually dealt with your emotions and grief. So if there has been a trauma in it, I suspect there has been, that's even more the reason to get professional help to support you to heal and move past it. Otherwise, you are going to stay stuck or you're going to do something that is going to attract something that's going to be not good for you again. So it's really important that you take a look at the grieving process and how healed you are. And finally, work on your mindset. It seems like you're stuck in a victim mindset around all of this. Like you're, You've actually convinced yourself that you're not ready because you're scared. And the only sense of failure, remember this, is not doing anything at all. But if you do steps, like the baby steps I talked about, and any of the steps that I talked about previously, you will be on your way. You'll be making a dent. You'll be making some movement. Remember, just start small and do things every single day. So you can do this. And for you listening, you can too. Remember to really take the time during this unique environment we are all in to slow down and focus on healing before putting a Band-Aid on something that will end up in the end to cause you more heartache because you deserve to have love again. Use this time to face these challenges and take the necessary time to get your footing and open the doors to finding love again. So thanks for joining me today. Hope that was helpful and inspirational, really got you thinking how you could reopen your dating life again. This has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to 
know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, K-I-M-M-Y Seltzer.com. And if you were listening to this and you remain frozen, not knowing if or how to start dating after a loss, sign up for a free breakthrough call with me. And you can do that and book it right here. Click on the link in the show description. So I can really support you no matter where you're at. And sometimes just having that sounding board, an extra pair of ears and eyes from a neutral party will help you gain some clarity for for you and what to do next. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.